Beyond the Mic with Sean Dillon. Joining us on the star line by a friend of the show, third time joining us, our friend Gary Hoey. Welcome, brother. Hi, how you doing, bro? Thanks for having me. Anytime, let's go Beyond the Mic. Last time we talked about your album, Neon Highway Blues, available at a retailer near you. As you've been touring, how has the fan reaction been to this latest effort? It's been great, man. You know, it's always fun to get out there and play new songs. And then, you know, as the album gets out, people get to know some of the tunes and they, you know, they have their favorite songs. And that's, that's always fun, man. And it's been a nice addition to the show. And we're keeping a few of the songs into the holiday set that we're doing now. We're doing a song called Damned If I Do, Damned If I Don't, which has Lance Lopez, who's a, a Texas guitar player. We play that one in the show and we do Mercy of Love. And then we do a couple others off the album as well. As you go out on tour, is a tour a place where you get inspiration? Where does your creative juices really get flowing? Is it on the road or is it at home? Um, you know what? It's funny. It, I used to think I'm going to go on the road. I'm going to write all these great songs about the road <laughs> and, and whatever. And I find it doesn't happen for me quite that way because I get on the road. I'm so busy with traveling and interviews and sound checks and things. But there's always a riff or something that will pop out where I'll be like, hey, that's kind of cool, and I'll throw it down on my phone or record it. But I, I come up with a lot of stuff when I'm home, in my home studio, just goofing around, you know, checking out sounds or hooking up things, and I hit a recorder a lot at the house. Then I go back when I have a break from the road, and I'll listen to all the collection of little riffs and ideas and, and see if I can and put songs together from there. And I also notice when I go on the road, I get inspired by the fans and the shows, and then when I come off the road, lyrics and things start to come to me from my experiences, if that makes sense. Oh, it makes perfect sense. The creative process is such an interesting thing. It has you have the ability of being able to take one thing from here, one thing from there, and they may not combine at the time. It may not work. When you're in a clear space, it works. Yes, exactly. You never know where it's going to connect. And for me, in the middle of the chaos, it's hard because songwriting for me is, is sometimes can be hard. You know, either the song's going to come quick or you're going to really labor over it and, and, and it can take time. And uh, I like to get in that space, just being home and being all, you know, kind of in, in, that, in that creative funk, you know. <laughs> oh, I trust me. I know the whole creative funk. Let's, uh, let's go back. 2016, you released Blues Rock Reactor with the 10 favorite blues rock licks. I know you got your guitar ready. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Well, you know, what I did on that whole thing was I kind of tried to do the A to Z, you know, on how to play the blues and how to play lead guitar and give people, you know, camera angles and slow it all down. So if, if you wanted to play a, a simple scale with some, you know, put a little... Put a little Chuck Berry in it. You know, and, and we'll do stuff like, you know, harmonics, like the ZZ Top thing. You know, teach you how to get the squeals. There was a Mount Rushmore of the blues. Who's your four? Well, if, if, I, if I had to, it, you know, it'd probably be a lot of the Kings. You know, um, it would be the B.B. King face up there, Albert King, uh, Freddie King, and probably that Burger King guy. I'd probably have him on the end. Um <laughs> you know, holding a, you know, whopper. Um, and uh, so those are my guys that I cut my teeth on. But th- like for me, then you got the, you know, you got Stevie Ray Vaughan. So you get that kind of. 
mean, he was like a firecracker, you know, that Stevie Ray sound with the, the passion that he played with, which I guess came from a lot of that Albert King, you know. <laughs> you know, his sound and B.B. King, Freddie King. Um, I also like Elmore James. You know, I love that sound uh, just with that, that kind of, you know. <laughs> You know, just that sounds great. We're joined on the star line by the man who's interring in support of his album, Neon Highway Blues, our friend Gary Hoey. Gary, how has uh, touring changed you? Well, you know, it's it's kind of become my life, man. I mean, as you grow up as a kid, you know, you you play, you, you dream as a musician to get out and play, you know, and you get in a van and you play for pizza and beer and, you know, you don't have any money at the end of it and you just play for the music. And then as you get older and you try to make a career you realize you have, to, you have to make money. So for me, it's, um, it's balancing that, you know, keeping it, keeping it that to make money and to keeping it fun. And so for me, it's just a way of life now. You know, I, um, I just think of it as a blessing because I'm able to take something that I really love and move around the country and, you know, and find our pockets of fans where they just, they just want to hear it. And, and, uh, and it's something to be thankful for, I think. We've talked in the past about your family tradition about giving away a guitar for Christmas and how important it is for you and your family. Do you have any uh, a good story about a, a person that you've given a guitar to? And, hey, Gary, look what I'm doing now. Yeah, it's actually happened a few times because what we do is when we pick the winner, we ask them, can you send us a picture of the guitar, you know, with you and the guitar? Can you, can you keep us a, give us a follow-up? You know, send us a picture playing the guitar. Keep us posted on what's going on. And we've had some people, man... A, a woman won it, gave it to her 16-year-old son. He started playing guitar. year and a half later, he came to my show. He says, I'm playing like Dobro Sly, Delta Blues now. He's starting a band. He's 18. We had another woman tell us her husband was in a, just a kind of a funky depression. You know, his life was not going good. He had lost his job, but he used to play guitar. Not much money coming in. Got the guitar, and it just got him back feeling good about himself. He got a job. And it just turned his life around. Never know. You never know when you're going to be there for someone. Well, it's uh, time for my favorite thing, the Beyond the Mic Gary Hoey Blues Lesson of the Day. Last time we talked about the biggest mistake new guitarists make. Let's talk about the first chords that they should be practicing. First chords. Well, you know, I think when you start off with chords, I think it's always good to start off with open chords, uh, which means where you're using open strings as well as the, you know, fretting notes. So if you play like that, I would take E minor. You know, E minor to a D. E minor, D chord right there. I think C and G. You know, now you can play some old school. You know? <laughs> I, I knew if I just gave you the right setup that you would know exactly where I was going with that. Uh, what's your favorite memory of the holidays? Oh, wow, man. My favorite memory of the holidays is being a kid and wanting to get this bike, you know, this, this Stingray bike that I wanted with the, the sissy bar, the banana seat. And uh, I wanted it so bad. I asked my mom if I was getting it. She said, we can't afford it. And then on Christmas morning, I came down and it was there waiting under the tree. And uh, it just was, you know, that feeling you get when you're a kid and when you're just hoping and hoping to get your, the gift that you really want. What was the last gift you gave your son? You, you know, it's funny, you're going to laugh, but I, I use this, this goofy metronome that I've had since the 80s. It's called the Dr. Beat. <laughs> and I found one in Japan on eBay for like 29 bucks, and I ordered it for him. 
<laughs> and what did he say? And he loved it. I gave it to him, and he was so excited. He's like, Dad, this is so cool. Because it's, it's a metronome, but it's like kind of loud enough that you can play with your amp and still hear it. You know, it's kind of old school. There's nothing better than the old school stuff. Yes, exactly. It's old school, and it's funky, but it has big buttons, and it's easy to run. And I love iPhones and apps and stuff, but sometimes it's nice to just feel buttons under your hand. In the studio, are you better when you're surrounded by people and you want to lay down a track right there? Or is it better for you as an artist to be, I'm going to lay down my tracks and then I'm going to sit back and then I'm going to help everyone else give the sound that I want. Well, it's funny. Back in the old days, we always had to record in a hurry because we didn't have enough money or we had a budget to work with. So I felt like I was always pressured, um, you know, and the engineer, not not their fault, but I always felt like they were staring at me with their arms folded. <laughs> you know, Come on, like, Hoey, get you, it down! You know, when are you going to be done? And so I felt pressured. Now I own my own studio. I come here in my fuzzy slippers. I lay down tracks and have fun. And I kind of feel a little more freedom when no one's staring at me. So there's a weird thing about being a musician that I think um, I do my best when no one's around, but I also do my best when people are around. It's just a weird thing. It's uh, it's a psychological thing, but I think, um, you know, it's like John Mayer one time said when he plays on stage, he, he, he said he used to play in his bedroom imagining he was on stage, and now when he's on stage, he imagines he's in his bedroom. So I just <laughs> That's sort of funny and, and true. <laughs> you know, we've talked about your path of educating future guitar players and entertaining your fans. Which gives you more pleasure? Um, well, I like sharing what I know because I know when you're a, a musician or, or a player, you if you find something that can help you to get further along, like I, I call it a key or whatever, to open the door, to unlock the next door, I like doing that, and, and that gives me a lot of uh, satisfaction just helping young musician so i think teaching and educating is 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 the most for me we're joined on the star line by one of the top 100 guitarists of all time gary hoey now your son joined you on the latest album is there a thought maybe not today maybe not tomorrow but in the future for him to join you on tour yes well he's been joining me on stage he actually played with me last friday night um to kick off my holo holy holiday guac tour he played on stage and 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 he was amazing so you know, he's still in school right now, and he's also a football player, so he's, he's got commitments. But I, I absolutely see him coming on the road with me uh, at some point, yeah. That you've put in the hard time and now being able to enjoy your son's and, and daughter's time with them? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, now that I have a, I have a senior in high school, senior in college, and uh, as any parent out there knows, you know, we, we had some bumpy roads where you just you try to keep them going on the right track and and, and keep, you know, that relationship. So, yeah, I'm very uh, happy we're at this point. And music's kept us connected. You know, my daughter also plays piano and she paints. So it's kind of connected us all together through the music um, when, you know, there's no reason you want to hang out with your dad. You know, he hangs out with me. Um, and so it's, it's, it's rewarding and, and it's nice to see. But any parent knows out there, man, any minute your kid can get lost and go down the wrong road. So you got to keep a good eye. When you're playing a piece... How do you keep yourself from getting trapped in playing rather than being able to live in that moment? Yeah, it's a good question. You know, I think it's something that happens to a lot of people when you, you do something for a living because you, now you're doing it professionally, you have to do it all the time. Are you playing it just, you know, by the book or are you, are you putting yourself into it? And I think for me, it's, it's really about kind of getting out of your own way, you know, and just not overthinking things and letting things happen, letting things feel. Um, but you know what? Music is a is a tangible, uh, physical thing. It's an emotional thing. It, it's a passionate thing. 
So some days you're going to have better days than other days. You're going to have better shows than other shows. And sometimes when I'm dealing with turmoil in my life, I know it's going to affect my show, sometimes in a better way. It is going to affect you. And sometimes, and you could probably say the same thing, you'll come off stage or some performance you did thinking, I wasn't good tonight. And then everyone comes up to you and says, that was the best I've ever seen you. Yeah, I'm just saying sometimes our perception of what we do on stage isn't exactly what the audience is getting. Or I can play a show and think I was flawless, and then someone will come up and say, oh, you guys, you know, someone that I trust and that I know will say, you know, maybe you guys weren't as good as you were last night. So it's like you just, you don't know as long as you're putting your passion into it. But I think I, I, to answer what you were saying, I think um, I try not to, I try not to make it come off like I'm just playing through patterns and things, but it's really about capturing a performance. I think, don't you think? I mean, I think in anything you do, if you, if you perform and you put your heart into it, that's what people are going to hear. Time's running out, so it's time for the Rocky Nate. It's the first thing that comes to your mind. No pressure. Favorite Eric Clapton song? Favorite Eric Clapton song for me? Um, probably, you know, it's hard to pick one, man. Oh, I loved his blues record. I just love the whole blues record, but I'm, I'm going to probably go with... Um, I'm going to probably go with... Layla. What's the small thing in your life that makes your day better? Oh, flannel sheets. Last thing you bought? Snow tires. Last board game you played? Oh, wow. Um, Monopoly. Favorite charity? Wounded Warriors. As you look back in your career, is there a moment when you said, that's it, everything else is gravy? When was that moment? Ooh, um, <laughs> uh, when I met my wife. <laughs> Worst mistake you ever made in your life? Um, oh, uh not listening to my mother what message do you have for your fans thanks for sticking by me i appreciate it. i'll stick by you normally i have music playing out but i'm gonna let you play us out he's one of the top 100 guitarists of all time took the advice of ozzy moved to la loved to play with clopton loves layla and friend of beyond the mic gary hoey thank you so much for joining us today thank you my friend always the best brother always <laughs> And that, my friends, is beyond the mic.